Hello, this is Dr. Rosie Kuhn, and this podcast series is called Aging Like a Guru. Who, me? Yes, you and me. And we're asking really hard questions, like, why be here? Why be on the planet? What are we doing here? What's the point? I, um, I, um, I realized, and I've, over the last, these last couple of podcasts, this one included, you know, I'm asking, how did we come to choose to be here? How did we come to choose to stay here on the planet? How did we choose to say, hey, this is my purpose. This is my intention. This is my heart's desire. Here's why I'm here. And, and ask those questions so that we get the answers to those questions. I'm saying that because it's like, they're really challenging to sit still and be in discernment about that. Um, most of us will ignore and deny and distract ourselves from the restlessness that shows up when we begin to, those questions start to creep in in such a way that we can't deny it. You know, people will have um, midlife crisis or, or spiritual crisis a number of times in life. I, I've had at least three major spiritual crisis or call them midlife crisis. They weren't emotional breakdowns. They weren't mental breakdowns. But they were a, a crisis of faith, a crisis of meaning to say, what the heck is going on here? What's the point of all this? And if we don't answer those questions for ourselves, then our life is lived in a static cocoon state, if you will, without an, an, a sense of expansion, without a sense of, of, of awareness, um, a, awareness of our potentiality, awareness of how we can make life better for ourselves, how we can live more meaningfully, regardless of our level of decrepitude, that we can be here in the state of grace, in the state of presence and peace, whatever it is that's important to you. That may mean, and I've mentioned this in the last, uh, emphasized it actually in the last podcast, you may be pissed off and you want to punish everybody and you want to be a victim about that and you want to be a martyr about that. Go ahead and do that. You can do that. And over the last few weeks, as I said, there's a lot of questions that have been coming up for me. Like, what's the ulterior motive here? And I can see the ulterior, one, one ulterior, alter, <laughs> one mo main motive is, hey, I'm a martyr here. I came to this planet. I wanted to leave. I didn't want to be here, but I stuck around and look what I had to put up with. But here I am and isn't, aren't I great? And you can hear the attitude of that is like, there's not much fun in that. There's not much harmony in that. There's not much joy in that level of martyring. Um, martyring, uh, if, you know, in the truest sense of the world is that you, you have a sense of truth in that for that truth, you're standing in that. And they're in that martyring. There's a harmony and a resonance of love and joy that is experienced in that not victimization, not poor me, not aren't I great because I'm taking the burdens on of other people. It's like, no, that's not, that, that's not, that's not, well, you can, that's up to you, but it's not, it's not necessarily the point of it. The point I believe is, is that when we're in harmony and resonance with our own self to thine own self be true, we experience that alignment in such a way that we are now in, a, in the presence of joy and grace. And in that, we can express, we express that naturally in our essence. And that is what changes the world. But it's just, it's just a choice. 
you can choose to be pissed off, be a victim, be a martyr, you know, be a coward, be a, a hero. But what's the, the ulterior motive in any one of those situations? Um, I have a memory of, um, it's a memory and then there's all speculation. But when I was two years old, this was the time that the epidemic of polio was around and I got polio. I had a, a spinal tap and they said, yep, you're, to my parents, your daughter has polio and we don't have any more iron lungs and we don't have any more space for her at the hospital. And my dad was an MD and so they said, just take her home and you know how to take care of her and just let her die at home. Well, I got home and I, there was like a miracle, we'll say. I got home and my whole demeanor changed. I was bright and lively and there was no signs of polio. And that's kind of a miracle. Uh, but what happened in between <clears throat> is, well, my mom told me a story um, when I was probably 40-ish that when I was dying, in air quotes, when I was, you know, very, very sick, she prayed to God that he help her endure the pain of the loss of me. And I thought, oh, I must have decided to stick around because my mom loved me so much and because I wanted, I didn't want her to have to go through that pain. So I decided to stick around and I didn't, I didn't die. And so in putting together some of these elements of stories of, or perceptions or what seems to be true or what makes sense given, you know, the, the trails and travels that I've done, it's like, oh, I stuck around to make sure she didn't um, have to go through that, uh, endure that level of, of, of um, pain and grief. And I've watched myself do that many, many times in relationships, stuck around in relationships that were terrible because I didn't want to be the one that was causing another person pain and, and uh, uh, you know, abject grief. And I did that over and over and over and over again. <laughs> it's like, that's a pattern. That's a pattern of reality for me. And I know it's true for other people because I see it every day and I see it with my clients is they're not taking care of themselves. They're not making choices for themselves. They're choosing either to stick around here on the planet or, you know, in relationships or in, in their careers and in, in the work, in their careers. Um, not because they're happy and joyful doing that and it brings fulfillment. They're doing it because they don't want to let somebody else down. They don't want somebody else to experience discomfort at any level. Good codependency. Yeah. You know, that's what we're doing when we're codependents is we don't want to let other people down. It's a way of being in the world. And it's, um, here I am 67. And like I said, and through this discernment process, asking the questions, what's the ulterior motive of being here on the planet? It has been to keep people from feeling bad. And, and, and now it's, something different. I don't want to feel bad in that job anymore. And that job of carrying other people's burdens and um, keeping them from feeling their own grief. That's been a long time coming and I've been working on it over and over and over again. And here I am at this level being able to ask the question, why stick around in a, in a job that I don't like? Why stick around in a marriage that I don't like? Why stick around children um, who treat me poorly or who have disrespect. And this is not just me, but other people who have children who treat them badly, abuse them, or um, are, are 
uh, disrespectful. Why do any of us stick around friendships where we're dis- dismissed or disrespected? So why stick around anywhere where we're not appreciated and valued? Um, and in that place of coming back to, if there isn't self-appreciation, self-respect, then we're probably dismissing ourselves in allowing others to do that. And and that's the question. Why do we put up with stuff like that? It's like, why do we stick around? And that's a question for you to ask yourself if you want to. Why stick around? So in relation to aging like a guru and um, being at a point where of choice to say, I'm going to, st- I- I'm sticking around. I have to, I'm here until the journey is over, given that I'm not necessarily in control of that unless I choose to um, kill myself to suicide. And, you know, we can, we suicide in all different ways. We eat, you know, t- sugar is becoming more and more uh, obvious and conscious. We're conscious about the, the toxicity of sugar and then the toxicity of, of uh, carbohydrates, uh, especially wheat and uh, other things that we know are toxic. Tobacco, uh, alcohol, these are all things that are toxic. Uh, uh, violence is toxic. Uh, negativity is toxic. We're becoming more conscious of that. And we can be ch- choose to stick around in and use those things to, in, to endure the pain, if you will, or we can start to deal with our lives in such a way that we take away the whatever it is that's creating that desire to use a substance that, that actually we're dealing with and choosing to be present to our own restlessness, our own irritability. What's causing that? What's the source of that irrit- irritability? Uh, and um, really, truly be uh, clear with ourselves of what it is we are and who we are inside and to thine own self be true to thine self be true in terms of I honor myself above all others not as I'm a higher um, you know better than but if I honor myself truly in my heart then I will be much more able to be present and conscious and clear and focused on on bringing that essence of myself to you. That's my desire in um, these podcasts or in my writing or in my coaching is to bring myself to a place of presence so that I can empower you to empower yourself to have the life you want and to thrive. That's all there is. All right. This is um, podcast number 196. Actually, it's 197 because I did an introduction, we're getting close to 100. And that's pretty amazing. And what happens at 100? Who knows? But we're on our way there. All right. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying these or they're valuable, please feel free to share them with other people. I'm happy if you share these with other people. And if you're interested in learning more about me and the work I do, the, the my website is theparadigmshifts.com. All right. Big hugs to you. Blessings. And bye for now. Mm-hmm.